It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Peacock Streaming. The biggest sports and live events on the planet. From Super Bowl 56. What a game this is. To complete coverage of the Winter Olympics. Streaming every event, every day. It's all the unprecedented. United States wins gold. Unstoppable. Sensational. Unbelievable. Sports to love. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Good morning and welcome to the latest edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. I am here with Ash. Hello, mate. How are you doing today? Mildly indifferent. Mildly indifferent. Um, So we are um, heading into another week um, off the back of another miserable um, result. Um, What did you think about the Sheffield United game? Did you expect to lose that one? Well, here's a good stat for you. We've lost four of our last seven games against newly promoted sides. Four of our last seven games. That includes Monday's defeat, yeah. That is staggering. Yeah. Uh, So we'll we'll get into some of the nitty-gritty of that. Um, I I was just thinking about like a a, a little theory that I have of how Emery gets away with what he gets away with the fans for so long. See, we have a, 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 a poor game at the weekend in the Premier League. We'll leave a, we'll leave a nick a win um, because, you know, we do have a squad yeah. packed full of talented players. And then we're all moaning and then we play a Thursday night game against the pub side or we play in the League Cup. Like, we, we smashed Forest, and we're like, oh, okay, you know, this is good, this is it. You get, like, an injection of, the, of youth. And then, um, uh, you know, we've got a Portuguese pub team that we'll be playing on Thursday yeah. and no doubt we'll absolutely destroy them and then we'll be like this is the sort of performance that we should be getting but we forget we're playing against lower level teams that I, th- are- I think there's an element of that and I think the younger people the younger teams that he's putting out against the opposition in these competitions are arguably arguably more hungry and I think having seen that insipid performance on Monday the word hunger is probably quite a big one um, to put out there for some of those people who played because oh, there were three 
well, there was definitely two genuinely terrible performances on that part. And uh, one of them's our captain. That's always good. Uh-huh. And I thought Pepe was awful. You thought Pepe was awful? That is, that's interesting. What did you... Because this, uh, I, he's a player that's dividing opinion. I don't think he's a bad player, but I think the way he's been... I'd play him in those midweek teams for now, build him some confidence and put him back in. And it also begs the question, why you've bought all this talent it's on the bench. Apparently, we only bought David Luiz because Holding was injured. Holding is no longer injured. Not even give him 10 minutes in the first team? Tierney, we spent 25 million. We've sold Nacho. Maybe give him half an hour? Yeah, I mean... Meza Ozil. That's a whole other subject, but... All that stuff in the press last week. No, 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 he's doing well. He'll be ready to play. Not even in the squad. Yeah. We lacked any creativity. Yeah, yeah. you got this guy. All right, he's obsessed with Fortnite and doing his back-in. And he's, you know, got the sniffles quite a lot. But if the guy's available, why isn't he even on the bench? And the, the, when the alternative is playing Willock in a number 10 uh, position, yeah, didn't create a single chance in 90 minutes against Sheffield United. But it goes back to what we were saying a few weeks ago. You can do more damage in these scenarios than good sometimes. What the um, the uh, playing just throwing kids. him in like that, and yeah, then hauling him off at half time. Um, was Danny Tobias tired, <laughs> injured, upset? I, th- I think had that... he worked too hard in training. I think... like, what is it with this bloke? I think that there's, um, I think it's it's very odd situation that we've that we've got ourselves in, where the players that we've signed are all you know have this sort of like new signing hangover. And the players that are really keeping everything going are either the, the, the guys that have been here for a while or, or the kids. Another, yeah. I mean, like I, I came out of the Sheffield United game. Genuinely, I was pleased with some of the performance. I know that it wasn't a great game, but I enjoyed parts of that game more than I've enjoyed, um, you know, some of our clunkier victories. I thought that we had... Uh, I thought we played a little bit more through the middle. Um, I thought Saka looked good at times. Um, I thought that we counterattacked um, with a little bit more purpose. I know it came to like essentially this is this is the world that I'm in. Emery Ball fever. I I looked at that game. I was like, well, it's not too bad. And 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 that's the situation that we're in. Some nice combination passing, and I'm 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 over the moon. Really? I, genuinely, I, I, I was not that disappointed with the game. I, you know, I, I, I didn't really expect that we'd go up there and win. You know, uh, we missed a sitter. Um, we missed... Uh, we, uh, we should have got a penalty. I think that it was... Uh, yeah. I think the Saka was taken out. Yeah, I do. But, I agree with that. The, uh, look, I, here's the thing. I think... Um, I think we're, what, 14, 15 months into his tenure now? Mm-hmm. He should know better. Yeah, I thought he was. I mean, I think that's the thing that frustrates me. I think, look, there were definitely good bits of that performance. You can't deny that. And there are days where you are unlucky, and it's just never going to go in, right? We've we've all seen them. It happens, but that just didn't feel like that. It felt like it felt like we were definitely playing a couple of men short at times. That's how it really felt. And in spite of that, we were doing okay. So, uh, so before we get into some of the individual performances. Uh, like when you when you talk about hunger, 
uh, it, it, with the players. Like for me, hunger is always related to um, you know a manager. Like yeah, if totally. you if you if the players you know we, we used to go through season after season of recriminations with Arsene Wenger a bit you know a lot of people with well, the players the players really let him down it's like ah, I, th- I think if you consistently yep. churn through players it comes a point when you look at the manager I think there's a manager issue um f- we've lost four of our last seven against newly promoted sides is there an Emery problem um when it comes to newly promoted sides he's play he's, he's managed in Sevilla uh, as it is, he managed in Spain, where there's a lot of dross. Um, he managed at PSG, where there's only what maybe five or six yeah. big teams. Not even big teams, right? There's there's maybe yep. six big games a season. You you literally turn up and you yeah, won yeah, a game. You expect to win the rest. And now he's turning up to Sheffield United. Do you think um, because the performances against bigger teams are generally a little bit more warming? Yeah, no, I think. Right? So. Do you think there's a complacency issue with Emery and his team? I don't know. I mean, it would be stupid to suggest that a man who's so obsessed by data wouldn't have looked at all of this, not just since he started, but from before, um, that these types of games happen. Um, you know, all right, we're arguing over a loss to Sheffield United, Norwich beat Man City. I mean, you know, there's these things happen, right? And you're right, they happen more in the Premier League. I think the thing with... Uh, with where he is is I don't think anybody understands his selections yeah and I think talking about setting the tone having a vote for your captain like come on mate that just sounds like you're dodging the dodging the question aren't you you're in charge get on with it and uh, on on that point do you think that the general dithering on captaincy on team selection do you think that plays into the lack yeah. of motivation with 100%. the players so like look like, if Granite Hacker who I will pick on because he's a dick right but um, take him as an example if he knows that he's just got to look good on the training part a couple of times a week yeah where's the motivation to come and play yeah I mean quite seriously I mean, I think it's important that we win the training ground league, the one that doesn't fucking give it, you know, that isn't real. But those guys need to play when they're up in front of the big crowds. And they're not. It's always taking this kind of late rush or someone to get hold of the game. And, you know, this season it's been Gwendozi who's been doing that. And uh, I, think, I think he's got to look at how, how he sets himself up in the start of games. I think... I just don't understand some of the selections when he's got all these other players available. And you can hardly blame the defence. I agree with that on uh, on uh, on Monday. But the, you know, maybe you want holding in Tierney in there because, and Bellerin, by the way. Yeah. Because they actually start to provide the ball in a different way to move forward in a different way. Um, our best spell last season, the best football we played, was with holding at the back. And he's actually quite a good distributor of the ball. Now he's... I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. So, so to, the, there's an alternative way of, of looking at it. The, you they've, know, been if, fit, if, they've been fit for two and a half weeks and they played one game. And didn't go on international duty either, right? Yeah. But the... Um, so it, maybe it's not that Emery is taking his foot off the gas for teams like Sheffield United. Maybe it's just good players get motivated to play against bigger teams... 
and Emery can't sustain that motivation through the smaller games. Yeah. Because there's a... Th- like, uh, to, to your point earlier, when we used to go through um, the dark days of peak Wenger, when, not, sorry, yeah, I, I mean, really. you know, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. bad games yeah. under Wenger, yeah. we'd go to Bolton and we'd have 32 shots on goal and we'd come away and we'd lose 1-0. She'd just be like, how, how no. did that happen? So if that had happened, and that was the performance on Monday, you've just got to say, bad luck. We had 32 shots on goal. Yeah. Right, but we didn't, did we? We, we, had, we had nine attempts at their goal, uh, three, on, three on target, three of them s- straight down the middle. Yeah. Straight down the middle. So I, I see your point. There were probably some bits, patches in that game where we looked good. But unless you get the ball into the final third, and at the moment we do seem to have one route in, and it's a cross from the left or a cross from the right. It's it, so or, one-dimensional. Or play it sideways around the box and try and... And it's like, guys, but, come on. But again, hammer, hammering this point on, uh, like, the, what, what, is the manager, uh, what is the manager up to? Did he go to Sheffield United thinking that we'd nick one on the counter-attack? Because yes. again, it's like—is it a lack of ambition? Did, did those players didn't look like they've been told that we need to go up here and we need to put on a fucking show? It yeah. looked like we'd set up. So let say, look, let's knock this one out, and then we'll uh, we'll get back, have a day off, got another game Thursday, playing again at the weekend. So do what you need to do tonight. But we did. Yeah, and uh, another another thing that's bothering me. I thought Emery was going to come in and we were going to be protagonists, we were going to be aggressive, we were going to um, press. Watching Sheffield United like, have, a, have a pressing system and just yeah. run around, they were, uh, they, they, they were focused. They were focused, but once again, they knew uh, our passing out of the back is atrocious. Yeah. I watched this, like, there's a video going on where we made 14 passes, uh, uh, we didn't get out of our own third, and yeah. because Sheffield, Sheffield United saw that as an opportunity, a tactical opportunity. Absolutely. Look, man for man, they were better than us. They yeah. were. Yeah. Our midfield were nowhere, which is not the first time this season. And, then, and do you think that the midfield is nowhere because they're bad players? Or is the midfield nowhere because Emery hasn't really decided what he wants his midfield to be? I think it's a combination of the two. I think there's some suboptimal talent. I think there's... who's your suboptimal? Oh, what <laughs> the the suboptimal vortex that well, is look, Granite Jacker? I think we've got three better midfielders than playing midfield. But so so who so who, who's who's peak midfield? What we think like Torreira, Torreira, Guandozi, Savios. Torreira, Torreira. I, I you know I I wonder whether it's Joe Joe Willock. Over Ceballos. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Right? But but then you've got a very young midfield. That's totally fine. Look, I think... But again, but, you know what we're doing? We're 10 games in, he hasn't even tried it. Well, yeah. But th- <laughs> do you know what? You get to this situation with Emery. And to be honest, Emery's got himself in this situation. Well, you start clawing for players that haven't even been playing well. Like, like we're all going, fucking play Ozil. We know exactly what's going to happen when Ozil comes into the team, but it's got to be better than what we're seeing now. Yeah. And then we want, like, we're clawing for Torreira, who, like, let's be honest, has been bang average. 
since joining Arsenal. I mean, he like he faded heavily in the back half of last season. Yeah, but I I don't think he's been bang average. I think he's been better than some of the other players. But bang and- average compared to Xhaka, come on, no way. Like he's he's been far, he's he, like putting him in the midfield at the base of our midfield just seems logical. I don't understand. Yeah, I agree. You know, he's mobile. Yep. Um, he's aggressive. I, look, I think the fading at the end of last season happened to the was largely because. Uruguay did reasonably well in the World Cup. And he had a long season. And you, you, he's adapting to... Yeah. And going he, from Serie A to the yeah. Premier League. You know, and before that, he was playing in Uruguay three years ago. So, that's, you know, it's not exactly like he's... He's 20, what, 22? It's 22. And, uh, so, sure. And let's, let's, um, let's talk about uh, like Granite Jacker. And I know that we constantly come back to this. But... What is the thing with Granite Jacker? I know that he trains trains, trains very uh, well. Trains, trains very trains well. Trains well. Um, I'm trying to think. Who was the player uh, way back in the day that trained really well but couldn't deliver it on the pitch? Um, you know, uh, it wasn't Kanu. It was someone like Kanu who showed up. I, I can't. I'll, I'll think of it later. But there was a player way back when. Wasn't Carlos Vela? Was it? I don't know. There was somebody that just couldn't just do it on the pitch. I'll I remember later. Oh, there's but, quite a few of those. But, but Granit Xhaka, um, let's think about the things that he's good at. He's very good at distributing the ball from the back, those sort of long winding passes uh, like into the, into the flanks, right, for your, yeah. your, your fast players. But then you look at um, Pep Guardiola and his beliefs, and he's not a bad coach. And he tries to narrow the the, the, yeah. the, the length of passes. Yeah. So he prioritizes like uh, like quick, fast players that can move into yes. like the half spaces. How we used to play. So Granite Jacker's main skill is kind of dated anyway. Well, it is. It's isn't he just like a shit version of Steven Gerrard in two thousand and four? Yeah, Steven Gerrard uh, without the pace, mobility, yeah. ability to score from thirty five yards. So, so not, not only do we have a player that is defensively fragile, um, like just a weak character. You just got like, you, the way he carries himself. I don't think he carries himself yep. like a captain. But his main skill is a 2005 skill. It is. Do you not find yourself shouting forward at the television quite a lot? Or is it just me? No, but our midfielders I, don't like to no, play don't. it forward. No. Yeah. And, and you can't say Matteo doesn't have it in his locker. Without guy's a great passer, unbelievable, and he's when he's running, he's actually got pace and and, and going through people and he's he's, he's, I can't believe he's six foot one. Is he really six foot one? I thought he looks about five foot eight on the pitch. Um, But yeah, he's 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 a big guy. Um, Yeah, okay. So uh, so Grant. So at at the core of it, and I think that a lot of people say this, like when the pro or anti Emery. Granite Jacker is going to be the, the downfall. Okay, him, so look, there's, right? there's three things about him. One, he's the captain. He's not behaving like a captain because he isn't one. Two, he's not good enough to be in the side, but he's captain, so he's got to play. But the position he plays in means he's a core part of the spine of that team. And I'm sorry, but if you slip a disc or you know something happens to your spine, generally, you're fucked. Right? Yeah. And that's what we're playing with at the moment. We're playing with a slip disc. I mean, is it, uh, why is it obvious to everybody except him? I mean, the crowd, our fans, who travel up to Sheffield on a Monday in that weather, <sighs> right? Yeah. Booed the captain yeah. of the club. 
But when, when, what minute did Emery take him off? 70? No, it was before then. It was before 70. It was before then. Uh, and, and now, Emery's backed himself into, into a, a... corner. He's backed himself into a corner. You can't... I mean, let's, let's be fair to Emery. It's not like we haven't had to put captains on the bench in the past. I mean, we've gone through a run of it. William Gallas, uh, yep. Thomas Vermeulen, Per Mertesacker in his last season. Um, 69th minute, even. 60, 69th minute. That's quite a, a, a damning... Um, yeah. A damning verdict on your captain. So, so Emery, like when we said this when, when he picked the captain, or he didn't pick the captain, did he? The, the, you know, the, the people picked the captain. Uh, so we've got, we've got broken midfield, uh, and then we're, we've got this front three, which I'm very excited about. I know you don't think Pepe had a good game, but no, I think, I I think, look, he, sh- I think he shows some good signs. No, I, I am excited by Pepe. I think he's a good player. I just think he's struggling. He's struggling because the system no, isn't built around his skill set, right? No. They have to come so deep. Oh. But, like, we're not paid to do this and we can figure this out. Yeah. I know we're armed. Every journalist's written it. Every pundit said it. Every fan's kind of crying out for it. And the one person that can't hear is the one person that needs to hear. And you, you, we, we sit here um, as armchair fans giving this an hour a day. Yeah. Um, and you think, wow, you're sitting in there with a team of five people. You've probably got 20 data people. You've got video analysis. Yeah. You've, you, you, know, you, you've got, you can lean on any one of your managerial mates. And you, no one said, I think, the, I think the jacker could be a bit of a problem. So... Um, the, the other, um, the, 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 the interesting thing, I was asked to write about uh, Unai Emery the other week, and the interesting thing about Unai Emery, uh, it's not, it's, it's, he's, he's kind of in a, a weird purgatory of his own because he's, he came in and he said that he'd be a protagonist, but we don't attack, we create nothing. Yep. Um, he's actually, if you read, do any due diligence on his past, he is a well-known pragmatist even at PSG players complain that he spent too much time thinking about the opposition so we get all of the negative football but we don't get any of the upside the upside and I kind of I kind of feel like um like the the business equivalent of this is when somebody in your team writes a deck and they're junior and you're like I I think you should change that and then they change that and then you say actually this doesn't make sense and then they keep on changing things and by the end you're like I think you should just put this entire deck in the bin (laughs) And start again because or the narrative, bit, or literally, do you know what? I'll, I'll do. This. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do it. But do you, do you think it's like Emery was like, "I'm going to come in the the you know Raúl and Edu. They want me to play attacking football, and he's kind of got half a foot in attacking football, and then he's like, but you know, my my gut instinct says I want to I want to play defensively, and now now he's in a. He, it almost feels like he's got to start again." Because the, the like what we're seeing on the well, pitch makes no sense. Well, right? he's got a defence and he's got an attack, right? Yeah, he just needs to fix his midfield. I think, yeah, I, but I, th- I, I think it's I think it's deeper than midfield. You know, like he's got like he these is. individual tactics that don't quite connect. I think that playing out the back is a disaster I, consistently. Yes. And uh, and you put David Luiz in there. You can't complain that uh, like Tierney and Holding come back, and that's going to change that. The, you know, the you fundamental. pick the goalkeeper. Yeah, you pick the. Uh, and I, I almost prefer to see Martinez in goal at the moment. At least Martinez will hoof it. I think that yeah. Leno is like a, a bit too much of a stickler for the rules. Right, puts us into constant trouble. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think um, 
Well, look, irrespective of whether... But you think it's just a midfield fix. Well, look, whether I think that and whether you think... What you think, I think there's a lot of truth in what you say and I think there's a lot of truth in what I say. I think the reality is he doesn't know what his best team is. No. So <laughs> I mean, that's what it all boils down to. So um, let's... Uh, we're coming into a, a point in the season where he nearly has every... Like, Lacazette is back. Yep. The only player... I, I don't even know who's out anymore. I, I think we're almost a fully uh, fit squad, which is incredible. We are a fully fit so let's um, let let's go through it before we go into section two and really um, dig into uh, the manager. But like best side uh, at this, uh, you know, we're nearly in no, we're nearly in November. So we're not. It's twenty third. Uh, who's your best side goalkeeper? Uh, Leno. Leno. Yeah. Look, I, I see a point on Martinez, uh, but I do think it is. I think it's Leno. Okay. Um, what are we, how, are we playing? Are we playing three at the back. What are we doing? Are we going to go four? Four, three, three. Four. Four? Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be Tierney. For me, it's Tierney holding Socrates Bellerin. So you drop Luis? Yeah. Okay. Right, now we get into the midfield. And I'm going to put this out there. Luis at the base of midfield. I, do you know? I've, I've got more time for that than him playing in defence. <laughs> yeah, so right. He can do everything the Jacker can do. Yeah. He's a bully. Yeah. Uh, he's very good in the air. Yeah. Uh, he's a nasty prick. Yeah. And uh, great. And he's, he's he's done great things in that yeah. position. Yeah. Surely that's got to be the solution. Okay. So so are we, are we agreed? Uh, yep. No, are we agreed? David Luis or Torreira? All right. Let's go with Luis. Go right. with Luis. Yeah. All right. Um, are we playing a double pivot? Yeah. Okay, so it's that's obvious, then, isn't it? It's Guendozi and Guendozi and Luis. That's a that's a that's a mighty uh, a mighty two prong midfield from a hairstyle perspective, <laughs> right? They look the same. They look the same. Um, and then and then in the hole, uh, what? Who's playing the slightly more advanced? Is it Ceballos? And you hope that he comes good because he's having a rough. A rough introduction to English football. Yeah. Um, or do you give Meza? It's always Meza for me. Because if you put Meza in, um, and you have Guendouzi and Luis yes. at the base, at Absolutely. least you're at least you're protecting him. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then the front three, because Lacazette's coming back into contention. Yeah. It's the front three picks itself. But do you, or, or has Saka done enough out wide? Because he think gives Saka, us width. Look, right? I think Saka. I think Saka's done amazingly well, and I think he's he's not been added to the first team squad. Is he still not? No, he still changes with the kids. Oh, he's not allowed to change. In, he's not allowed to change in the uh, in the main dressing room. You know they split um, they split the canteen so the kids can't sit with the first team. What? Yeah, they split it. Why? Uh, just it's an Emery thing. Told that there's a split. Yeah, you know, imagine that can't have lunch next to Granite Jacker. How disappointed would that be? It's probably to protect Granite Jacker from having everyone's lunch thrown at him. <laughs> yeah, being fair. Granite Jacker being hit over the head with a burrito. Um, I don't think they make burritos at the Arsenal. No, well, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, somebody said, I, got, I can't remember I have, who said. I, I have had a lunch there many years ago. Someone said they, Very nice. they weren't allowed sauce there, and somebody no? from the club spoke and said, no, they slab, they, they've got all of the things. Um, I've got a good story about the canteen that I'll tell at some point. Um, but yeah, okay, where are we? Uh, Saka. Yeah. So Saka's yeah, getting changed like he's outside. On the bench. He's definitely on the bench. Yeah, he's in the squad. Like, he's definitely in your in your kind of broader squad. But 
if you've spent 200 million quid, might as well use it. So what, would you play Aubameyang on the left? I think, yeah, I think, look, this isn't, this is a bit of an anomaly, and I think that's the right way to do it. And he and Pepe can swap. I think the three are fairly interchangeable. Lacazette, like Pepe, well. um, yeah, Anoba. And but that front three, if you if you had a real manager in who could unlock that front three, you got those three to start with, dreams. Yeah, and then you've got Martinelli, Saka, and yep. Reese Nelson yep. that can potentially offer up something special 100%. as well. Look. It's a good squad. That's a great it's a side. Fucking great squad. If if we all sat down at the beginning of the season, like we did, and try and remember what happened, and you said everybody's fit, what's your starting eleven? It wouldn't be mildly, it wouldn't be drastically different to what we've just said. No. No. You, you, you're right. Some people will have Louise in and for not have Louise in and have, you know, Terrera in or someone else. That's fine. But we're talking about one position there. Like, the back five I've just named, no one's sitting there going, why wouldn't we play that? That's the, the, the interesting point. Maybe last season you could be like, look, I understand why it's taken him to Christmas to, to get to yeah. his best starting eleven because it's kind of a, there's a lot of dross in this squad. But this season, got to be kidding me. Uh, right, okay, in part two, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Unai Emery. Uh, we're... we're gonna talk about Unai Emery um I've got a lot of respect for Unai Emery I think he's a great coach and I think he's good <laughs> just kidding just kidding um he does write good powerpoint decks though so he maybe, must yeah why has it not been leaked footy leaks should get hold of that powerpoint deck I would love to see there's it there's certainly people in our teams that could do with learning how to write a powerpoint deck man yeah a, a dossier of every single player in the squad pulled together at a moment's notice, please. Apart from Granite. Yeah, apart from Granite. <laughs> do, you, do you think he went in, um, Unai Emery went in and said, I see Granite Jacker as the future captain. Uh, going to get rid of Aaron Ramsey, think he's a pile of shite. Uh, you're 350 grand a week player. I'm going to have a massive falling out with him uh, and I'm not going to play him. And yeah, he's going yeah, to be. Yeah, and I am going to play extremely dull, pragmatic football, but without any of the benefits probably didn't but um, I'm being I'm being spiteful so I just want to um, a, a lot of people are Emery out now I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I told you so but this time last year I was getting pelters from so many people it's all come to fruition you know why I, I, I brought up the things last year because you only had to look at Emery's record yeah. to see what you were gonna get what what we what we have is what we bought uh, a manager that falls out with players, manager that, that's confused and doesn't know his systems. He fell up the stairs. He had he, like he won three cups at Sevilla, taking them yeah. fifth, fifth, seventh, and then he, he's the only manager since taking over at PSG um, with a full season with the new owners to lose a league. And I know it was a good Monaco side, but it was a fucking good PSG no, side as well. No, I think you're right, and he can't set up a defense. So I think diligence aside, I you still have to go and win those things. So I think there's an element of that. And while the decision was surprising, and I go back to it, I, none of us were really hugely against it. And that you had your points, and I think those are fair. I think the reality is, we've talked about this before, we've had conversations in the pub. We don't think he's going to be manager at the end of this season. Uh, judging by what he's doing at the moment, I don't think many people want him to be manager at the end of the season, other than Josh Cronkey, who's... 
and 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 the rest of the football operation now, he's not going to look really good if that's what happens. And Matt Scott, friend of the podcast, he's a big, yeah. big defender, big defender. Thinks that he says seventy five percent of his back five missing for the best part of a year, and the the missing piece is going to be Kieran Tierney holding. But why is he not playing Bellerin. them then? I know. I, and, and also, I would have played them on Monday, rested yes. Thursday, so they're ready yes. for the weekend. Like, seems like a that very just, bizarre... Yeah. I'll save them for the Europa League. Yeah. And Sheffield United was never going to be an intense run-out, was it? You know, they, right, they were just right. going to sit play, back. Let them play an hour, or let them play 30 minutes in whatever it might have been. Yeah. But to not even have them in your plans... Yeah. Odd. Um, so, the big question that we need to talk about is... What do you do if you bet next season's money, next, next summer's yeah. transfer budget has been spent? Yes. So you've got to make top four. Um, there are a lot of calls to move the manager on. But if you look at the paper stats, which says we're not far off top four, we're not far off Manchester City, yeah, but- he's in a good place. Or you look at the performances and then you look at the history of last season and what happened. What do you do? If you're Raul and Edu, yes. like where do you go? You've invested in this manager, but well, so Edu hasn't, right? So I think there's a little bit. He's got a little bit more leeway in voicing a slightly alternate opinion, or ultimately pushing him to do something different. I think the um, I think the reality of the situation is such that. Um, we're only really in the position we're in because of two other teams not being great, right? Spurs and United yeah. tanking. Yeah, and yeah. if they can sort something out there, then who knows? I think the reality is we're also, we're football fans, and we've lived this longer than those guys have at our club. And we know that when performances start to dip like this to, to this level, and the manager can't name his best eleven. It's not looking promising. So I think we're almost kind of being preempt. Is it a preemptive strike? I guess is the question. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think the answer to that is it would be brutal. Yeah. To be fair. But sometimes that's what's needed. We haven't been brutal enough in the past. But you know, yeah, a club that is brutal, Leicester. Oh God, yeah. Leicester make decisions fast. When they see, you know, when they see the rock, like there's a filter. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's there's disharmony in the squad. Performance, even if performances are okay, um, uh, if they feel that there is an opportunity, they snatch at it. And um, you know, we saw that w- w- with. Um, I, I think the rot set in. I think the way Granit Hackett, you know, responded to Evra's comments. Yeah, he's really on the defensive, right? Both for himself and he's trying to protect his teammates. He can't, but I think I think that this is it. I don't think they're going to be they're going to be drastic changes all of a sudden. He may play some of those players. He may may get selection right, but I don't think tactically or the way we set up or the way the match day works or the way the train. I don't think he's going to shift anything. No, and if you look at the if, if there were core reasons to be concerned about Emery, still can't speak English. Uh, he's got Granite, Granite Jacker as his captain, can't pick a starting 11, can't deliver a performance. We're 
18 months in like like how how long do you wait if if this is an like a, a very important season if you change like the 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 worry that we've got is what I said earlier. We're going to play a Europa League game. We'll probably win five 0 tonight, and everyone will forget about the performance. Yeah, and then we've got an easy run until December twelfth or fifteenth when we play Manchester City, and then it's a real tough run when we'll be tired. And then if we collapse during that, top four could be very difficult yeah, to achieve with six, a new manager. It's going to be six seven nil. The I was trying to think about this. I can't name. A single performance in the league this year where we were like, wow, we were good. Fulham last year is the last big performance? What, I'm talking about this season. That's what I mean. But like, like, think of, like, how far do you have to go back to be like, wow, well, we blew it yeah, out of the park? Yeah, one half against Spurs. I mean, even against, even against Forest, it took us deep into the second half to, yeah. to break the deadlock. So I think, I think we're coming at this. and We're not, we're not being... Reactive. I think we've seen that, hang on, there's an issue here. And it's playing out in front of us. And, you know, Arsene famously said we used to play with a handbrake on. I think we're flying free form into a wall and we're trying to fucking find the handbrake and stop the mess that's about to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very... like I, I, I think that's the conversation we're having. I, I don't s- think it's... What is what is Emery or like? What are Emery and Raúl looking at? at like, I I know that private data does, is apparently wor- like worse than the, the stuff that we've got in public. He's tanking against every single uh, you know record set. We're losing the ball in positions we shouldn't be losing. Um, we aren't creating chances. We aren't set up in a structure that can deliver the performance. Like, there's I don't think it's a case of personnel coming back the system that he's got is just a bit yeah, drab, no, I, right? look, that's, I think that's reasonable so, I think the um, who does he work for yeah what is it is it like a partnership or is it Edu I think that's the real question because the interesting uh, the interesting dynamic for me is um, I'm reading a li- uh, reading a, a Lincoln book at the moment and Lincoln was always the master of understanding public sentiment and almost yeah. waiting for the public yeah. to beg for him to make a decision he wants to make because a public sentiment is everything. And for Edu, it's probably good for him to have a season where his manager is struggling because in the end, we will be begging him to fire Edu, uh, uh, Emery and then, then it will happen and you know we'll be happy and then Edu can make a, 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 a move. But uh, currently the question is, if you make like if you make a move too late, it's going to take a new manager three months to sort the defense or two months. Yeah, and this is it. If you've bank, if you've banked everything on coming forth, and it's it, it, that's the thing. Yeah. You don't have a free season. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea took their punishment. Yeah, um, and they they said let's not fight it. Take the punishment. Let's give Frank Lampard one year. See where he is with the kids, and then we'll have 150 million to spend next year. Arsenal spent the 150 million. So if, 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 if the core objective, or the 200 million, if the core objective is Champions League, you've got to make a decision quickly about whether you're going to get it with Emery. And I don't think it's a smart strategy to bank on Spurs being shit for the rest of the season. And I don't think it's smart to bank on United being shit for the rest of the I, season. I, I agree. I think the only difference, the only thing I would offer up is I think Chelsea did that very deliberately because I think the owner didn't want to put any more money in the club this season. And this is a great way of him getting out of that. 
Yeah, yeah, true. But but like even like Chelsea generate money on their own, right? Yeah, because they're they're yeah, a, yeah. And, yep. they're and, a profitable club now, and they're in the Champions League yep. already. So yep. they're 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 literally banking up surplus cash. Uh, so that moves us on to the next question. So basically, Edu and Raul have got a, a big decision. You make the you make the bold Bruce Rioch decision. Okay, we saw a mild bit of progress, but Arsene Wenger can give us. The next yeah. level of Jones progress. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Because if you said what, like, all, all the Emery fans now were probably Bruce Rioch fans. Like, yeah, he's taken us from 13th to 5th in the season and you want to fire him? He could take us 5th to 1st. Should but, have been 13th in the first place, I think. No, we should not have. <laughs> but so now that, that moves us beautifully onto the next question. If you are going to pull the trigger, you have to have a replacement. And who is out there in the market? We said a few weeks ago, and I think uh, I think it comes down to, and I don't think it'll happen. Um, but for me, it's Allegri. But I think United really probably want him, and they they may push that button first. Well, there's three options, isn't there? There's Freddie Lundberg, Freddie, <coughs> Mourinho, and, I, I don't, and Allegri. I genuinely don't think we'd appoint him. You don't think we do it? You think that would be too I toxic? I think it's Allegri, Vieira, Freddie. And I think in reality, they'll ask Freddie to run it for the rest of the year. You didn't know they'd do that? Yeah. <sighs> I think Eddie played alongside him. He knows him and he trusts him. I, th- I just don't think that I would... Um... It's not what I would do. Yeah, it's I, not I, what I would do. That's where I think we'll end up. I would... I would say we've got another international break coming up, what, in November? Rafa Benitez. I'm going to... Look... People, people, people get mad about this, but Rafa Benitez uh, is what in the top three for the, the most amount of points in the Premier League. He's a consistent top four manager. He knows how to sort out a defence. He's very, very, very underrated as a manager. Went to Chelsea on a temporary basis and won the Europa League. I, yeah, but I think if good caretaker manager, then Nagelsmann or Marco Rose I next season. He's going to walk away from. Where is he? Is he in China? He's on a lot of money in China. It's not one of those 30 million a year deals. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to knock it on the head for five months at the Arsenal. <laughs> but he's, he's, I, I'm, sure the he's, Arsenal. I'm sure his family didn't go and live with him in China, right? Is he in a Carlo Ancelotti, like family's in Vancouver? He's in... No, Euro- his uh, family's in... either in Newcastle or Liverpool still. Is, I, don't I think, think, they, I think they live in Cheshire, ever... don't they? Yeah, I don't think he ever moved them out of there. no. But you you don't think he would take a, the opportunity to sh- shape Arsenal up? He would get us top four. But what what if that's the objective? What, what does what does he offer you that say Allegri doesn't? No, no, no. I, I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna pun anywhere, Allegri is the man. Like you you, you can't see past him. The it, fans might it's not. It's not going to cost you any more than you're paying Emery, by the way. No, and um, the fans the fans might not like the football. But at least if it, at least it's pragmatism that will work. Yeah, and he has. You know, I also just wanted to quickly ask you a I question. I think Allegri, by the way, is a little bit smarter than we give him credit for, in the sense that he gets the football in England isn't the same as football in Italy, and he may adapt to it. And here's the um, here's one one point that I thought thinks quite interesting. Um, do you think if do you think Allegri and the source that he has as a man? Uh, will, will earn him more points. I feel like Emery, the way he is, almost allows fans to bully him a little bit because he just has no presence. He's, he, he comes across as weak 
as a man. Oh, yeah. Well, you mean, know, like Mourinho, <laughs> Mourinho has so much sauce that even if the football's bad, you're like, all right, all right, I trust you. Do you think that that will p- play something? Yeah. So even s- with the s- if players. Slightly hankering after the past here, but you, you know that, for example, players like Tony Adams, Lee Dixon, Nigel Winterburn, Martin Keown, etc., all were scared of George Graham. Yes. I think they... I, I genuinely think if they wanted, they'd take Unai Emery, lock him in a fucking broom cupboard and shut the door and lock it and not expect any repercussions. No man can be excited by Unai Emery. Like, have you... The, the, the hacker thing that they do, the fucking... We are Arsenal. Did you hear about that? They, 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 they go in the changing rooms, they're like, we are Arsenal. We are Arsenal. And you know, it's like... Oh God! Imagine having to do that. How I'm, I'm dying of cringe just thinking about it. But that's a new that's a that's a new Emery thing. Do it if you're winning. It's totally fine. <laughs> think great. You got great team spirit. But nah. yeah. So um, so I think Allegri. But but like the fans will not like the football, or will they? Do you think fans just don't like negative football, or do you think fans don't like negative football that doesn't deliver? Because I'd be happy with one nil. One nil. I'm happy. With, look, I'm happy with one nil to the Arsenal. I want to win something. I want to be up there. I want to be competing. I don't care whether it's perfect football or pragmatic pragmatic football or whatever the fuck it is. The reality is I don't think it's going to be that ugly. With, with a front three that, like that, if you can get them playing, anything else behind them, can you give a shit? And it'll, a, it'll be and, exciting. And uh, uh, and um, people say, well, he, you know, he's only managed Juventus. He's not. He's managed Milan as well, but he's only managed Juventus. It's easy. It's not easy. Like, like everyone forgets, yeah. Juve have been operating on basically a zero transfer no... spend, and he competes in the top four in the Champions League, right? Yeah, people will be surprised. Some people will be surprised. Some people won't because they probably know. The money in Italian football ain't that big. The TV money's like sort of. Not even in the top five in the world. But you, Juventus op- have been operating off um, like a net spend, apart from the last couple of years when Allegri's, they've gone crazy. Allegri's lost his job for losing a Champions League final to and make, being knocked out in the semis. Yeah. And uh, when you get into the last four of the Champions League, it's a flip of a coin. It's of not course go- it is. It's not good or bad management. The other thing it's is not bottling it. He's also, what, won more leagues there than Conte did now? Yeah, Conte did three. You needed. F- he's done four. Yeah, he, he, four. he was there for like six seasons, and everyone was like, "It's Conte's side." It's like, mm, is it? Yeah, I'm not really no, sure. It wasn't. A lot of those players are his. I I would love to have a manager of his source, and I, I hear that he's been learning. I think you told me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm recycling your facts, but everyone's, I've, I've heard, everyone's saying he's been learning English. Isn't he? he must be. At, look, there's no better league in the world to test yourself. No, I agree. And he 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 is everything you want from a manager. Get him first. I don't know. I feel like um, uh, Woodward is incapable of making good managerial decisions. I hope that he can. I, I, and I also feel that Man United, if they're going to go anywhere, it's Pochettino. Ferguson goes for dinner with him. Of course. That feels like a yes. logical next that, move. That would be funny. Because also, like, <laughs> Pochettino is a great coach, but where's he going to go? Bayern want a German speaker, at least. Yeah, and... It Barcelona, looks, Madrid for Poch. Don't, don't, don't think look so. like they want him. And would... would would Poch maybe Poch would go to PSG, but that's a that's a I think mad... he would go to PSG. He's, like I said, he played there but a lot. Two girls playing there. devastating football this season. Yeah, so I think the Madrid thing may happen. You think Madrid? Oh, did he play? No, he didn't play at Madrid. No, he played at Espanyol. Espanyol and PSG. Yeah, with Ar- did he play Arteta at 
That's how he knows Arteta from PSG. Arteta, Pochettino had some sauce back in the day. Saw a picture of him. Yeah. He still looks good for a man who's in his late well, 40s, he, right? Did, he famously... Uh, he was very famous in, this, in Britain, wasn't he? Um, who? Pochettino. Pochettino. Right? He committed the foul on Michael oh, Owen. Oh, of course. The penalty. Fuck, forget that. I forget that. <laughs> Fucking 1998, my God. Hair down to his ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Okay, all right. Well, that was a great podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. If you are listening, um, just go onto iTunes, give it a five star, write something nice about uh, me and Ash. That would be fantastic. Yeah, um, we need a... We need a- lift and we're, we're on a run we're on a run here we're weekly run. thank you for coming in thank you for listening thank you ash cheers buddy speak to you soon get right to the romance and find the way to wow this valentine's with 1-800-flowers.com from classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate covered berries gourmet treats and more Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.